Hello and welcome to National Institute for Gamer Review. I am DK. And I am Indy Lewis, because there's a new there's a new thing out that I we have to tell we have to tell everybody about. Well it's not uh, out yet. We're we're still I think yes. we want to do as many we want to have as many pre orders as we can. Um, and Steam wishlist re- Steam wishlist yes. requests for it. Those are the big ones. That makes it that makes it trend to the normie. Yeah. Um, so if you're familiar with, uh, I guess it's perhaps cult games, but with a, with a Aryan uh, v, v for V, v for you, yes, yes, yes. V for you. Hyper uh, they ha- European. Yes, super European. Uh, it's a game produced by Germans, or a German indie dev who's a uh, quote unquote our guy, called uh, the Great Rebellion. Um, I have I played his other game, uh, which was a little simpler. I'm sure. Uh, actually, I kind of bounced off of it. It was more much. It was much simpler. It was more in the era of like, it was better than Angry Goy, but not as funny as Angry Goy. Does that make sense? <laughs> and uh, yeah. but this seems like an extremely serious, uh, very sincere. Like this is an indie, you know this is a roguelite indie game, and uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for it. His should go high mod defender. That's what it was. It was a, it was. Oh, I remember this one. Yes, but it was it was just simpler, and uh, you know, there's a much going on. This one seems like there's a little more going on. There's it looks like a very classic, I guess, more classic modern style roguelite. Um, so he has a Telegram. You should subscribe to him. Um, he has a chat. A few. I don't. I don't recommend you jump into Telegram chats that are public. Um, and I do recommend that if you have a Steam, if you have a Steam account, just even if you're not going to buy it, just wish list it because once they hit two thousand right. wish lists, it goes into the big like trending algorithm somewhere, which is like a kind of a roller coaster effect. Um, and it's still on Steam, so might as well make the most of all we can. For now, I do have quite. I wonder if it takes off like how um, you know the the gaming press and the so on will react and if it'll stay on steam and all that but yeah. i guess that would be we'll, we'll we'll see but yeah in the meantime it costs literally nothing to put it on your wish list and i believe 14 dollars to pre-order which um you know i if you could you know supporting yeah. the arts is a thing and especially uh these these guys do seem to be legit i i don't know them personally i can't vouch for you know their ideology or whatever, but it does, uh, certainly they hit the right notes and the aesthetic is quite, uh, well, it's very aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little more Euro- Euro- European. I've seen there's, I, from what I can tell, uh, I, they seem to like kind of, obviously there are guys, they seem to like do kind of a generation identitaire thing or in the high defender. Yeah. Um, which, which was considered peak aesthetics then kind of came back around to being cringe and it's now getting cool again. I think, I don't know. 
I can't tell if I well, like. It's also like kind of fast wave, vapor wave, yes. 2D, 16 bit chip tunes kind of vibe. Um, yeah. It says that so. apparently there's some good, like, you know, I haven't, I can't tell obviously, but apparently there is some uh, dynamic, like, dynamics. Uh, music stuff like the music like music change depending on how well you're doing and stuff like the relatively advanced stuff like this isn't like a this is not just like somebody's throwing together you know what would have been a flash game five years ago this seems like there's there's some serious like kind of higher concept stuff going on even though it's all one guy so who also like <coughs> excuse me beat beat cancer over the course of development it's kind of wild um his personal story is interesting but you know that's not why you should put the game for the game because it's cool uh, so yeah, I guess we kind of want to do our little gaming news catch up, look at quote unquote gaming, and uh, what we're excited about and stuff, and what, what, what we're not, and uh, you know, posting cringe, if you will. Uh, do you have any any hot uh, news from the world of uh, the continuing saga with uh, Company Heroes? <laughs> well, I I mean. Um, yeah, so Company Heroes 3 is in an interesting place. I actually, I, you know, I pick it up and put it down. It's, it's, um, one of those things that, uh, basically I get good enough that, um, I run up against kids with nothing better to do who are playing the meta really hard. So then I lose a bunch of games and, and then I get real frustrated and, um, put it down for a while because I don't, I don't, you know, yeah, it's, but, but as a, as a general matter, I, um, I mean, I have issues, but I, I think it's it's actually quite um, it hits a hits a nice um, it scratches a very particular itch that I don't find gets scratched anywhere else really. Um, what I've been playing mostly actually recently, as I mentioned briefly in the past episode, but we didn't get to talk about it. Other than we, and then we got this comment about roguelikes uh, or you know, action roguelike uh, whatever is um, Curse of the Dead Gods, which I actually am enjoying quite a bit. Um, I didn't realize. I thought it was sort of like. Uh, I have not also is... heard. I have not heard of this Sorry? at all. What is? The, what, I've never heard of this. This thing. So, do you know Hades? I'm familiar with like, the Ninja. Yeah, it was on Switch. It was big. Yeah, so it's like Hades, but harder. I mean, a lot harder. Um, okay. Or more kind of. Um, it. I don't know. I'm. I'm still. I'm. I'm. I guess about to reach the end of the. Um, of the first. So it's 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 very interesting. Uh, it's prompted actually me to think about things in in various ways. Um, uh, like like well, I'll get to that in a second. I don't know how much you you. I don't know. How, I don't want to necessarily describe it mechanically. It's it's an it's it's kind of it's a third person isometric action game, very much like like Hades. But the difference with the with one of the main differences being that it's um um. You, you, there's not as much kind of meta level progression. You, your, your progression is much more ingrained in terms of your skills and your knowledge of timings and memorization, yeah. and things like this that. This is what I kind of want to talk about just broadly is that like the rogue lights versus like, I guess you call them rogue like, like with a, with a harder, yeah. harder CK. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or on the, is that a, whatever yeah. is like, I think I, the initial ones that I think started the fire made this like really big were rogue likes like ftl i think is my favorite one where ftl yeah. is you're you're never, you're never any better when you play when you pick right. it up like but right. i the value of the rogue light in that like you you do it's just like it's a it's it's easier to develop obviously right like ftl is kind of like a masterwork in my opinion of like uh 
you know, I guess call it pacing or just like difficulty difficulty spiking and not spiking. Like that's very like I can I can I can see that like and I don't know how you do that. Like, how do you test? How do you how do you measure like the the rate of improvement of the average gamer or what? Like it's it, I, I could I can see that was very like a hard thing to test and create. Whereas in the rogue light, you will just you will your skills will improve, but they will also just get you'll get better gear and therefore make it easier. I get why that as a developer you wouldn't want to like because if you fuck it up, you know, if you make the game just too hard or too easy and to play it and they're done right. after an hour. Or you could just grind be- through and get gear that'll sort of carry you instead of having to get good as the kids yeah. say. Yeah, it's it's a delicate balance and and I can see, you know, as a player you sort of you can you feel the desire for more per, you know unlocking more permanent upgrades but then that comes with significant downsides um so yeah which which that was the thing was it it made me sort of the, the it, it reflecting on it made me think of um nintendo games like the original nes games so super nintendo is somewhat although by there you had um the batteries were more frequent so you had um some mechanical physical means of saving progress that i mean in the original nintendo i think it was only the the legend of zelda there was a hand maybe there were a hand there was final fantasy there were a couple there were a couple with with sort of internal batteries but for the most part um the the way that nes games were were designed was the you know a, a perfect run so to speak would take i don't know i mean usually no more than about two hours depending and um and you, the difficulty, in large part, derived from memorizing the stages. Typically, they weren't randomized. I can't I'd have to think. I'd have to think and do research, and it doesn't really matter in terms of you know if there were any procedural. Generated. You would. There were things I remember. You could get like there would get Sometimes like things three were options. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you get like a, you spawn into a level. It, there's one of three possible enemy enemy combos you get. Something I'm like that. Sure. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it, w- w- the the. There's something satisfying about we've talked about this before on the show as far as um, like difficulty and game mechanics and things like that. There was something very satisfying, a feeling of mastery in uh, in in like in a game where okay, yes, you go in emulators, you can save state and stuff like that. But pretending none of that existed, that uh, you you know you have you you get one shot and maybe you get a certain number of continues or extra lives or whatever, but. When those are out, it's back to the starting screen, back to the first level. Um, there's a there was something satisfying about beating games under those conditions, and that design language really disappeared for many years um, from roughly the Super Nintendo, certainly from the N64 era, um, un, you know, pretty much until yeah the mid 2010s uh, when when you started seeing the Rogue like rogue light whatever thing pop up and i realized playing through this uh which is is really really good um it's 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 hard but fair which is a very good nice company there's things about it that feel there's a feel just a little unfair sometimes particularly um fully up fully upgrading your weapon all you get a certain number of all you can unlock more sort of starting combinations of weapons and um have them have a higher chance of being slightly better quality but even fully upgraded, they can still drop the commonest, lowest tier of weapons, which I don't, that seems a bit much. Um, but anyway, uh, 
yeah, the 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 sort of doing a dungeon proper, doing like once you're at the kind of the full scale, because it, it all the other thing it does is it it um it holds your hand a little bit and and introduces it doesn't throw you immediately into the highest the hardest level of dungeon. It sort of gives you um, training wheels, which are which is it, it works very it's very very well done. But um, yeah, once once you're in the actual kind of run situation for a full fledged thing, it's anyway. I mean, you know. Depending on, I, I, I don't know. I guess uh, the clo- I got to the, I haven't gotten all the way to the final boss yet, and and then there's like a stuff on top of that that I'm vaguely aware of. But anyway, um, I got almost there. I got to the third uh, uh, big bosses in the final dungeon se- sequence, and that took like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. So it, it's really like kind of time length wise and difficulty wise, and and sort of. Um, Leaning on your um, your ability to le- leaning lean, oh, so for example there is a save, there is a way to save and quit when you load a new kind of stage a new level you have a if you stay within the starting area um, without moving you can save and quit and, and so there is a save mechanic but other than that it's Iron Man and uh, the, overall the the impression is it it, it really um, how to say it's it, it reminded me a lot of that feeling of, you know, you're, uh, you're whatever you're in, you're in the fifth stage of Contra and you, you lost a couple more lives than you meant to, and you didn't put in the Konami code. So you're trying, you know, trying to um, manage your lives as you, as you get to the end. It's, um, it's an interesting, it, it, in other words, it's not just about the the design in terms of, um, you know, rogue is an idea or a template or a framework. It's uh, I, the design in terms of the, the relationship between technology and player and uh, going in this older mode. There's that. Also, I think it, it, it harkens back to what how like video games are almost more analogous to like an instrument that you're playing and getting better at yes, playing as you play so. it. And rogue yeah. taps into that all the way or roguelikes that really yes. tap in like you need to attain a certain amount of like virtuosity in this field to complete this thing or you just can't in the same way like right. you just can't beat uh mario brothers unless you attain like this you know skill if we you know assuming right. you're not you know doing all kind of other stuff yeah um oh we, of course we really i will I want to do news. Well, real quick, shift, one shift one, one last ahead. thing. What I just want to say about just in praise of this uh, game is the the aesthetic is is very cool. It's um, kind of cel shaded animation, but it's the the overall vibe is like a late nineteenth, early twentieth century. Like you're exploring these um, kind of vaguely Cthulhu mythos inspired, um, but like also Indiana Jones kind of thing as like the bad guy. You're just a straight up Tomb Raider, um, and. Uh, and so it, it's just it, the art direction is great. The kind of the the the, the vaguely Lovecraftian horror elements are great. The everything about it is, and, and then you you know you tossing sticks of dynamites to blow down cave walls to loot the gold. It's it's very nice. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, what were you? Oh, wait, 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 real quick, I do because like I realize the utility of a gaming podcast is that we like it. Everything is so niched and like hidden away. We don't. I like. You need to talk to you. Actually, like, know what's going on. Like, what's the cool new thing that's not, you know, right? Yes. On the front page. So, what's the name of the name of this product again? This is actually from. A, it's from, I think twenty twenty one. It's Curse of the Dead Gods. Um, Curse of the Dead Gods. But 
Curse of the Dead Gods. It's, I got it for like six bucks, I think, on sale on Steam. It's it's uh, among the best six dollars I've ever spent on a video game for nice. sure. Yeah. Okay, speaking of six dollars, how would you like to spend seventy dollars? Seventy dollars? I mean, less than I'd like to sp on what? Well, I got great news for you. Have you ever heard of the Like a Dragon series? No. Like a Dragon is a. I've actually never played it. It's like a, apparently it's like Yakuza, kind of series. It's like the same. Set, okay. set in the world of Yakuza, but like it's like their alternate history. Apparently, they're doing like you know, there's one where you're like a samurai, you know, but it's like the Yakuza mechanics. I never got into Yakuza, but I just want to point out there's a great new mechanic in the new Yakuza Like a Dragon colon Infinite Wealth, which is the new game. Do you want to know what that awesome new feature is? No, what? So, the game has New Game Plus. But you need to buy the deluxe edition to get that. They have paywalled New Game Plus. What? Yeah. Like so, once you once credits roll, your game's over, unless you bought the deluxe edition. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. And this is a Japanese. Normally, the Japanese aren't this uh, brutal with their uh, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's the, our newest business practice, um, and I've never played this played this stuff. But I I I got a bunch of them for free, like the, like a dragon. I got the samurai one, and I do I do like me some samurai. But this is a this may put me off even playing it for free because uh, it's it's just pretty wild. Like they just new game plus seventy dollars. I, I don't, is that seventy dollars on top of what you've already paid? No, it's like the deluxe edition of the game. So the standard edition, I think it's like fifty or sixty. The standard edition is like fifty or sixty, and the deluxe edition is seventy. In uh, I will actually, say, yeah, it's it's getting memed on, but like I don't think they're changing it. You know. <laughs> well, I guess if their fans are just, I mean, I literally never even heard of this series, so it's uh, yeah, it's mean, Yakuza. I, I, it's Yakuza, but it's just like. Right, alternate like, alt Yakuza. We, we, Yakuza at home. <laughs> you know, we, uh, but no, it's maybe the same guy. It's maybe the same guy. People though, it's like a oh, okay, the same, all right. The same mechanics, but what if they were in alternate? Like it's non-canon, basically Yakuza games. Non-canon. Yeah, like the same right, characters right, come right. back, but they're all in Samurai Japan, or they're all in. I see. Whatever. I guess I assume it's just different periods of Samurai Japan with Japanese history is not very uh, not very varied in that sense. Like <laughs> they're just samurai in different samurai periods but uh yeah so i i was just like i saw that i was i was pretty amazed at how i, I don't know just, just just yep like new game plus is uh you have to buy the and that's not even the highest tier of the game there is like a ultimate uber edition too but yeah wow <laughs> i can only imagine what they'll pay well behind that that's fucking crazy i can't i mean i guess you know, it was all downhill from expansion uh, expansions on separate CDs, but um, this is that's definitely a, a new a new low. Yeah, I I I, I, I don't know how to. Uh, well, I know how to feel about it, but I I, I I have been you know betrayed by Japan. Japan is generally not this <laughs> greetings. This, yeah, and yeah, this is a purely Japanese game for the Japanese. Like, yes, there's a, they they sell them in English, but like. Right. Yeah. Well, localization is is expensive. I mean, they have to have some kind of 
fan base for it. I don't know. I mean, maybe the, maybe yeah. that's the thing though. There's kind of the kind of weeb that would they would get the spin-off Yakuza series. Like they're just yeah. already not the most discerning or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The Yakuza. Yeah. I don't know. Yakuza fans. I, I actually, I never met a Yakuza fan in real life. So as far as I know, they don't actually exist. Um, but so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it is funny to like, Oh, well actually like it is a good jump from like, actually you don't own these games. You should do just on licenses to like you own the right to play the game one time. <laughs> it's a pretty interesting, uh, interesting jump. Like, um, yeah. are you ready for Indiana Jones in the great circle? Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw the, I mean, I was like speaking because last time you were, you were ragging on me for reading PC gamer, which I don't, I mean, the thing is I'm not going to watch YouTube videos, so I don't know what else to read. Like it's all equivalent, but they were really, they were, they had, I think three articles I saw about it. Every single one made a big deal. And if you punch Nazis within the first 30 seconds, it's like, okay. I mean, like, this is just, I don't, whatever. I mean, I guess that's the thing is this is the Wolfenstein people, right? The new, the new Wolfenstein yeah. studio, which, you know, actually I didn't play the second cause I heard it was basically all gay trannies sucking dicks or something, but the first yeah. one was pretty good. And it wasn't even that over the top in terms of it's uh, like, it, I, did, I didn't feel offended as a, as a national socialist. Yeah. I played the first one, but pre red pill, I actually being, I remember being very, um, scandalized when I think the second one came out and like, it was like, about how like they had they had some people like the KKK whatever there's Nazis in the KKK in this in America, and there was like the devs talking about how like they were doing commentary on how America like loves Nazis and all this stuff, <laughs> and I was this was me pre Red Pill, so like yeah. very much you know into the you know, World War Two what like what are you talking about like the and being like furiously mad because the devs are Swedish, you know like the country that was allied with Nazi Germany. <laughs> And this like scandal, I didn't understand. Like you know, I was like, weren't you guys like literally like allied with yeah. Nazi Germany? And uh, I, right, I remember being right. just like just viciously angry, yeah. and not and also confused. Like, why would you like? And then you're oh, it's all it's all just it's all just like anti-white bullshit. But uh, that was yeah. like, not a part of it. I, I remember like getting mad for like a good period of time that like the, these fucking Swedes calling me racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. But I was right. But they're right. I am racist, and I like Nazis because I'm American. Um, so, <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? Oh, I actually had a good. I had a bizarre and excellent DLC experience. Um, that I, I kind of it's been my last my last Far Cry Six defending uh show, but I was just like I I was I booted it back up. Joking like, oh, do 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 they have some like post game content where like it's pretty bare, but it's like you win the revolution, you then like then you just leave and don't take it to the government and just keep fighting against the the new insurgents, like the bad guys become like the ter- the bad guys become the guerrillas and you become the 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 government, you know, government army. But mm-hmm. the game doesn't change; they still just take over bases. You just re- it's just you're just reconquering the same parts of the map that whatever it turned red again. And I was playing that, and I saw a, a side quest pop by me. I was like, oh, it was just a very generic look, just like the normal side quests. And I get there, and it says, like, oh, you know, go assist this person in, in this bunker. And they're stuck in the bunker. And I, it says, like, 
All right, you have to remember you can't leave the bunker until you, if you enter it, you can't leave until the it's finished. Okay, fine. And I go into it, and it loads into a like four hour survival, like a really good survival horror version of the game. That is a crossover, like a very played straight serious crossover with Stranger Things, like the the, the Netflix show, <laughs> like it it just in the world apparently the yeah, but it was really good. Like so they didn't involve like any of the kids or any of the eighties stuff really. Just like Far Cry is always kind of vaguely kind of in the eighties sometimes, but with smartphones. That's true. Yeah. So like, you know, you go into this base in your in your island, and it's full of like. Russian, it's like full of monsters fighting you, and also like Russian, Cold War Russian soldiers. And then you go into the other dimension that you go in. Apparently, there's a bunker. Like I've never actually watched uh, Stranger Things. I watched my brother watch it like a half an episode once, so I kind of get that there's Russians yeah. involved. So I just like got to enjoy like a kind of cool survival horror universe with no kids and no like there was no. It was just there was no winking and nodding. It was all played very straight, uh, and it was like a good survival horror, like very limited ammo until the end, where you get a lot of ammo, but the enemies are still like come in larger numbers, to make it hard. It was like this weird little one shot thing, like I didn't like, and I wouldn't have known it was Stranger Things except for the uh, like it's like somewhat episodic, and the episode the episode um, like headers are in the Stranger Things font. Which I know about from, like, memes. <laughs> I was... It, it was, like, called Va Far Cry Vanishing Point, and it was, like, a DLC that didn't tell me I had... I didn't buy the... I bought the, I got the game free for, uh... for having a... buying the Zog Xbox Pass. And it just, like, very seamlessly slid me into this, like, side thing. And, uh... I, I like... I guess I just like video games again. I don't know. I, like, I really enjoyed it. It was difficult. It was nice. It was playing on a very different kind of way where you're, uh, you know, you're far cry, but you're low on ammo and your bullets are very weak unless you do certain things. Um, like, you know, running out of ammo in Far Cry is, is a pretty good experience. It makes you play better. The best part of Far Cry was always when you, they would take away your stuff, you know, and make you play with, like, the melee or the like the other gadget mechanics, but this game didn't do that at all. I guess they put it on this DLC, but I really, uh, really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, what's yeah. the name of the but, DLC? But also, uh, Far Cry Vanishing Point. But Vanishing also, Point. like, I still can't recommend the game. Like, don't spend money on. If you can find a way to play this game for free, it's worth it. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm in a weird point where I enjoyed the game, but I had, I had access to it for free. I can't. I literally can't recommend you play this game. It is too lived-hearted. Like, there, there is, like, it's not even anti-white, but, like, they're saying, like, they just refer to America as racist, like, a country. Like, they're like, why would you want to flee to America? You're, like, a, a Hispanic. I'm like, yeah, like, wait, what? Like, yeah, you're Hispanic. You can go to America. It's like, they'll just let you in. Like, they don't, <laughs> they don't care, dude. Like, and, like it's, it's, it's a weird, it's in a weird, like, libtard universe, but. I guess I guess it's fun. Like it's fun. I don't know. It's almost like uh, I'm I'm being wowed by production values. Like if you spend enough money, your game will shoot real good and stealth real good. And I'm I'm like that. You know, I, I'm. It just kind of is how it is. 
Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. I, I um, yeah. So it's, it's nice. I, I think there were. I feel the same thing. I think generally in the culture, um, and there's, like we talked about also with the army recruiting and everything. I wouldn't exactly say it's not exactly the pendulum swinging back as the dogs aren't eating the dog food and that, and so nobody's buying dog food and, and they are actually losing money. And um, there are certain aspects of capitalism that can, you know, continue losing money, not exactly indefinitely, but longer than any one individual can stay solvent. However, when, for example, not to, um, be a Disney A-log, but yeah, Disney's share price is I think half of what it was of its recent high over a year or two ago or something like that. They're they're really not doing well. Their revenues are down across everything, and some of that is um, doesn't have anything well, to do with any kind of woke stuff. Some of that is Disney, of Disney is like Disney though is kind of bulletproof because like they can just get low cost, low interest loans from BlackRock affiliated banks yeah. forever. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that exactly. I'm not suggesting yeah. that Disney's going to go bankrupt. It's more when the share price collapses, they get calls from, yeah, from Larry Fink and these kind of people who own, you know, 5% of Disney or whatever. Cause then all of a sudden they're, you know, $2 billion is worth $1 billion. And, um, you know, repeat that on a scale for, for however long, um, uh, for whatever, whatever other, you know, companies. And, and so, yeah, I think, I think there has, but there's a, there is a, something of a trend to, for think for media product to not be quite as shitty as it has been for most of the past four years or so. Or just for people to tr- be required to try harder kind of. Yeah. I, yeah. I am, I don't know. I'm not like hoping we get better games out of this because like I don't want Army Recruit to come back. But I would say the fall off of like realistic shooters or like realistic military shooters, like uh, it probably has an impact. I mean, obviously, like there's the political stuff and the racial stuff, but the biggest shooters are like very cartoony, like to the point of like just abandoning realism, like in Fortnite and that stuff. It's just like a cartoon shooter almost. Or like Tarkov, where it's like a stealth like you're not you're not in a military in tarkov you're like doing a something else right like they're not they're not like you're there's no shooters where you're like you are in the marines as a marine except for like the call of duty stuff which is like very tiring and everyone's very bored of it you know like there's there's probably something to the fact that there's like the fall of call of duty is probably more linked to the fall of uh military recruitment than anyone wants to actually admit uh, which is funny, but I, 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 the games do suck. Like, I I used to play every Call of Duty, of course, when they first came out, and then it was like I would play them a couple of years after they came out when they were cheap, just for the campaign because the campaigns are always like a fun like watching like a Michael Bay movie or whatever. And now I just don't even like notice them. Like they're just background noise, you know. Uh, and that was and I was I'm on peak Call of Duty generation, like you know, um. I can't imagine what kids who like do kids who play Fortnite even like know what Call of Duty is. Like if I if I dropped like I had I I have my little brother play Fortnite. I I'm I've seen him play it, you know. And I've asked him like, "Oh, what about Call of Duty?" And they're just like, "Eh, there's other games and there are other games that are free. Overwatch even when Overwatch, Overwatch was big was very cartoony. Um 
they there seems like there's like a, a generation gap in like wanting like not that I want realism in my shooters, but like I want the shooters to like look real. If that makes sense. Like I want like I like Titanfall, but like had like a real a realistic aesthetic to it. It's just not like you know like a, I guess arena shooters. Um, I think there's probably a, there's probably a big generation gap there, and as like the kids, the the military recruiters, and everybody's like, "Well, kid, it's it's just like Fortnite. Like, it's not gonna work. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's it's funny to imagine them trying to sell it to you as, oh, it's just Fortnite. But join the army, it, it's like you're in Fortnite. But their kids aren't gonna buy that. Um, even though, and and the military relied on a certain amount of kids, you know, buying that. Uh, I kind of I want to talk about military recruitment, but you know that's a whole episode that we have to do. So like, I don't want to just blow all my blow all my content now. Um, the yeah, NFL we'll, we'll, has the, yeah. I will say the NFL has really hyped up the uh, the flyovers. Like, I'm getting the YouTube recommends like top top whatever military flyovers of this year, and I mean we're, they're pulling out B two stealth bombers flying real low. I think they pulled out the, the B uh, something. They pulled something out of out of uh, they hadn't used in a while. They're like a B one or whatever that long range one is. Oh, it's killing me. There's like the long the long range non stealth one. Um, yeah, B one Lancer, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they were doing they were doing a Lancer. I hadn't seen a Lancer fly over in in ever. I don't think they're pulling like cool stuff out of it. They're trying to activate this, the military spurgs to like actually join the military, uh, which I which I appreciate, but I won't. I'm not gonna. They're not gonna get me. It's not gonna happen. Like you're not. Um, you know. Also, that, also that there is just there's just no like positive. There's just still not a. The thing is, there's no positive military culture coming out. There's there's no there's no cultural product that's coming out that's like oh I want to join the army. Um, the most recent thing I can think of was the Outpost, which came out in 2021, which is a phenomenal film about the war in Afghanistan, like so good that I was watching it. And then I had some, I had, uh, I had a roommate and some, he had some friends over and as like, there's like the final half of it, it's just like a 45 minute gunfight. That's really well shot. And I got, I watched it in the living room kind of alone for the first half. And then like every time a man between the age of 20 and 35 would walk through the, through the room, he would like, zero in on it and like start watching because it's a 45 minute gunfight to where we had everyone in the house we just had just sat down to watch the movie it's a great movie it's a great war movie it's based on real events and real people all the character every character movie is a real guy who, who died or fought on this in this battle but the <laughs> the end of the movie is like and you should never join the military because this is like the big hero and his fucking ptsd episode like as soon as you know and he goes back home to being a loser, and you know. Also, we lost the whole war. Like it's just not like that's the, like they made a really good military product, and it wasn't popular at all. It was only popular among like people in the military who shared it with people who like it. And then it was all it has a lot of like, big actors in it, but it just it's just not like a there's nothing positive in the way like to join the army, you know. And I think they can get away with a little bit of that because cultural products that were like anti-war, like the like Rambo one obviously does not induce one to join the army, but like they could like subvert that into Rambo's two through eight, you know. Um, but I think that that feeling is gone of uh, even wanting it to be cool. 
uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is the only other big military movie, and that's like an explicitly like the military hates you movie. You know, like, well, that and that was a message of the of the original film and essentially of the novel as well. But as I understand it, the new All Quiet on the Western Front is basically just a a war story that they have like the the whatever the license to use the IP for or something. But it's yes, not, it is. It is. I, don't, not I haven't hard. seen it. I heard it was it's, good, but not. it's yeah. It, it is. It is thematically similar in that, but it, it, yeah, and then the, some character names are the same. But yes, it is not. The the events are totally different. Um, it's missing like crit- actually critical events, and I think it's actually not that. Like there are some, it, it is it is way more like uh, unsubtle to the point of just lying about certain historical events, like deliberately lying because of like German self hatred because it's about Germans. But it is like still it's just, it, the movie is like, hey, don't join the army. It's like wow, good good message there. Uh, that's well, not the, well, it is a good message, but it's not gonna like drive recruitments when there's there's no more military pro- products coming out um even like what what's left of like like also i think there's this divide I, I, we're getting okay I'm, last thing i'm gonna say before we kind of cut it because there's become a divide between like the military and like shooting and guns and there used to not be a divide culturally but like civilian shooting has gotten big in the united states to where something like john wick is popular and like Keanu Reeves will do promotions with like with like firearms uh, training and firearms manufacturers for like boutique stuff, and show him like training for his movie by shooting at their courses. And that's a very much a separate a separated thing now from like enlisting in the army to shoot a machine gun. Like people know you can just like spend twelve hundred bucks and get an AR fifteen, you know, you're, and, and and shoot that if you want. And that's a much more like you know, rewarding experience than joining the U.S. Army in a lot of ways. If you want to, like, just... If you want to shoot a gun, you can do that yourself. You don't need to, you know, sign away for four years to do this thing. So, I think that's a that's a, that's a a bigger fa- a big factor. Well, it's white. not... I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, I definitely... Now that you mentioned it, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. And, um, yeah, I, I would say the gun enthusiasts tend to be quite skeptical of the American military as an institution. Well, because and... they're full of, vets, full of veterans as well. It's just, like, all these veterans. Right. Exactly. Like that's the and biggest then, thing is that every veteran says, "Don't join up." Like, what do you want? Like, how do you how do you recover from that? You just can't. And then, and then, current current uniform personnel are increasingly libtarded and or gay mulatto, like you know, strength strong women, women's right. And so they're and they're coming into it with you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a gay mulatto women, and I'm in the military, and I'm look at me, I'm you know, this is the, that was the recruitment ad, wasn't it with like the lesbian couple and the. The, yeah. the the and all that kind of shit. So like that's the kind of people that they've been attracting for and a then while. Who nigger, are... and then, and then they're nigger. Remember they did like the the, the ad with the nigger voiceover guy as a spokesman, and then he yes, went down for yes, a, a yes. balance charge like the next day. Right. It was like and the then, next week. Uh, so and then so then, and there was there's been a there's been a I've seen this a bunch on um it it was I guess back when. School shootings or mass shootings are still a thing that, like, they because now it's like they're gone before even the end of the news cycle. Um, but back when they would still occupy at least two or three days of coverage, uh, I, I routinely you would see on on Twitter these uh, current uniform personnel come out of the woodwork to say, "There's no reason why civilians should need to own an AR-15 or, or you know whatever." 
And uh, yeah, so so there's definitely a, and I I, I would know because I'm a you know I'm a whatever you know private first class blah blah or whatever the fuck, and um, yeah yeah no it's a it's a I don't I don't I, I agree I don't this does not strike me as as a recoverable problem fundamentally. Well, besides the one way, <laughs> no, until we take power. Yes, that's right. No, no, I was like they're just gonna draft you, <laughs> like like oh I don't I mean. <laughs> Who's over? You know, who's over some draft? It's called yeah. draft riots. It's called we do a little yeah. draft riot. I mean, I don't yeah. like this is a Lindy thing, and I don't see yeah. them being able to. I mean, maybe who knows? But. I you know who I I do see like occasional like uh oh fuck. okay this isn't content. We're like there's like there's, there's like bat people on Twitter saying like oh you should join the military actually. It's like lol lamau don't like I don't yeah. care if uh you know. Hellenist cum dumpster on Twitter is saying, join the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> join the army. Uh, don't like a, he's not in it. And B like, don't no Like, like it's, it's a really bad deal. And like, also I've seen this take like, well, if you just let libtards become the military, the military is going to be libtarded. Like, yeah, like it is like that, that happened. Like there was a purge of the, of people like, there were two purges. There was a higher purge and a lower purge of the officers, and then they enlisted. Uh, I, you're you're joining a it's an institution that hates you, and like also isn't very competent if it wanted to like do right. anything in America for a lot of reasons. Um, so like, don't even worry about it. Play Frostpunk too. Instead, you're like, like there's think of all these games you can you that are coming out that you can play instead of uh right. joining the army. Have you seen the well, Frostpunk hey, trailer yet? The for Frostpunk two? No, I, I haven't. When did it? Uh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I love the Frostpunk on your recommendation, and that was yeah. Uh, that's a good episode. I think we did, we did an episode on that one, right? We did. Yes, it was a good episode. Yeah. Um, this one is I actually, as I understand it, it is a uh, it is just like, you know, very similar. It's stressful, you know. But the I I, I think there's a more like uh they they had a dlc where they had like different they introduced like tension internal tension between like your high skill and low skill labor and uh like your so your engineers and your workers are are two like kind of people and they apparently have some kind of like issue they have issues they they if you favor one over the other in the uh one of the in the autumn dlc and uh they're 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 pure uh, apparently there's been, it seems like it's more, it's less, well, I'm sure it's, it's very similar, but like, uh, I, I heard that it, and I can't tell from the trailer, maybe I'm just retarded, but that it was more of a, um, like it was going to be the American campaign, but I don't think it is. I think it's more like, uh, uh, just kind of more of the same, but more of a, you know, more, more game. Uh, because I was I was hoping that because there was there was talk that the American one would be like an oil so like frost punk is all about like coal and steam and there was like oh there's like an American variant that's like you know oil like oil themed like you're drilling for oil so that would have been cool but this looks it looks very uh, similar a little more advanced like there's like uh, you're building like some kind of a uh, you know, there's just, like there's more uh, 
it looks more like a like a fun fun city like city builder like there's more like uh just stuff period in these uh in these, like the, it looks just bigger like just a bigger it's a bigger town there's more there's a little more of a sim city vibe than the other one like seemed like it was like purely kind of pure functional there's like there was no aesthetics in frostpunk you know you were just trying to get the job done but uh right I, it seems like a like a direct sequel like things are more so things are so rough but more established you know like it's not it's post post apocalyptic if you will um, <laughs> you know yes yeah yeah which i'm excited for uh, i i actually i've also enjoyed those kind of settings a lot the post books yeah like, no, I mean, it, right well it's i guess technically i will i mean i guess it depends I, I my vague recollection from the first frostpunk is the you kind of basically the game is the apocalypse, like the, the essentially the last, like as yes. the game ends, is the apocalypse is happening, and then you get through it and you're like, oh great, we made it past the uh, the bad apocalypse, and then like, you know, roll credits, like the the right. worst winter possible happens, right. and then credits roll, and you know, you your survivors, you do your stats. I always like how your stat your stats rolled through, you know, and it would uh you know judge you on I think on things, but uh like you know how how did you cross the line? Uh, there was an arbitrary. How many like, children did you have work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was an arbitrary line crossing score. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, it's very, very hard to get the uh, no lines crossed. Like, it'll always hit you. It'll always say, did we? There is, like, a, apparently, that's like the the Mass Effect endings where they're all, it's, all, it's all very subtle, like the flowchart where you go. But you can get a flowchart where it's like, we did a great job. <laughs> you know, and, and and no one got hurt, but it's apparently quite difficult. Uh, yeah, I imagine. Because uh, even like, I I think I got we crossed the line. The best part of that game though is that like you can just like if you hit full fascism, you just win, or like you get like immunity to certain negative effects that make the game much like once you become a fully fascist state, your life is much easier. Which I always found like a, a kind of a, not a weird thing for a game to do. It makes sense, like. But, you know, the politics of this game were like, actually, you know, you know, hyper authoritarian, you know, situation in this kind of situation is like the, is the right way to go. And I always enjoyed that. Uh, although, although I wonder if I'll need to, so this is a city builder. I wonder if I need to build a new PC for this thing. Because my, my current, my current laptop could run it, but I'm getting close to the end. I mean, I'm very close to end of life. Like There are games I can't play coming out on this thing. I hope I can play Frostpunk. I can't play Hoi 4, so I don't know. If I can't play Hoi 4, could I play Frost new Frostpunk? Uh, I can play. I did check. I, I, you can play with literally any system. You can play um, the new Cult Games release. Uh, I, checked, I checked the specs. Like, we're good. But uh, yeah, the Great Rebellion will play on any on any on any PC, uh, which is nice. One nice thing about yes, um, low lower um, less graphically demanding titles. I I actually I I think yeah, just to change topics briefly. But like good pixel art is um, definitely okay. It's cheaper, and that's also beneficial in certain ways. But uh, well, also, you know, Curse of the Dead Gods and Hades, I think, are great, great examples of this, too. Like, good art direction, 
you know, in, in an age of GPUs that, okay, yes, if you, if you're interested in photorealism, then we can chase that and create, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. And, and it's, these days the, the hotness is, you know, light and shadow and um, HDR and I don't know, it seems kind of gimmicky often, but some of the screenshots from Cyberpunk 2077 look pretty good. And maybe in a couple of years when ray tracing um, is, is uh, more feasible and affordable, I might, you know, It'd be, it'd be fun to have my first playthrough of 2077 be with full graphical everything and, and okay, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I just think that the good, you know, the pixel art can be lazy or it can be good like any other kind of, any other kind of art. And, and um, there's maybe it's just my, the, uh, what was it? Mike was talking the other day about, as a as someone who grew up in New Jersey in the '90s, you just sort of as a white person, you just you like fish, and there's not much the band fish, and there's not much you can do about it. I feel very similarly about uh, 16-bit pixel art and chip tunes. It's just it it hits a feel that just you know, and yes, that doesn't mean you know it can be it can be bad too. It's like anything, but uh, one nice thing is when it's good, it it's often less expensive and um, can run on your toaster. Yeah. Well, that was also also a, a philosophy that's kind of gone in uh, a lot of development was like, or triple or high end development is that it should be able to run on anything like uh, League of Legends, Dota, uh, all those like even uh, WoW, all those older like games that relied on having a you know multiplayer thing, all had much lower specs than Max. Like the like very very much focused on like accessibility to everybody. And that seems kind of gone. That uh, gaming has become a more high-end thing. Um, so I, I think that's probably that's why indies are so popular, right? Because anyone can play on any machine. Like there's a there is a I don't know gaming. There are people who there's a gaming people who don't live in like the first world, and they have you know obviously lower end stuff. And occasionally you will see an indie game that like you've never heard of. That's like made by a you know an american developer you know but it's like huge in like brazil or turkey or some country where you you wouldn't think you know is like they even have video games there but they do it's just it's all pc stuff but it's locked behind you know uh you know actual hardware that's available for uh you know a reasonable price over there um have you heard of uh powell world at all. No. So I have, I will probably end up having to play it um, because it is a uh, also free through my uh, like my Zog membership with Xbox Xbox Game Pass. But I am seeing it sold as a like more violent Pokemon. Like uh, oh, I did hear they they I, I you know what I the first I ever heard of this I heard news it 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 sold like a million copies in its first day three hundred seventy thousand concurrent users and um, broke the servers uh for yeah basically like violent Pokemon that you eat or something to I don't know exactly yes apparently yeah, um I'm not sure what's going there's like crafting apparently and uh, apparently it's a very complex RPG but um. There's like also just guns, like in it or something like that. Like I can't tell. I people are I think also exaggerating, like 
what this game is too, like to be funny. Like I've actually never played it, but uh there's a I don't know, people seem to like I don't know, they I've seen some takes about that. Like actually it's it's uh, more ethical than Pokemon. Apparently like the the, the, the you gotta convince the monsters to join you and then they fight. Although I'm not uh I'm not sure. I it looks honestly terrible. Like I'm just looking at screenshots of it. It looks like a fan made Pokemon 3D project. Uh it may suck. But it it seems to be very popular. I don't uh, it also was free on Xbox, so who knows. Um but it just looks like Pokemon to me. I re- I really can't I was never a Pokemon guy, so I don't know. I just don't have the brain for it or the I like I I I I could barely do JRPGs and Pokemon was like seemed like a less fun JRPG to me so I never got really into it yeah same I I used to love our JRPGs and yes the Super Nintendo and Genesis era but I never got Pokemon was like all of the grindy parts without any of the payoff as far as things that I actually found appealing about the genre okay so there are guns in this game what the fuck I guess I have to I will I will try it and report back yeah, if it's free, then what the hell? I'm not going to pay money, but I'm um, curious yeah. to hear what you have to say. Like, I, I was like, I, how the hell I, is this game I've literally never heard of selling a million copies in yeah. 24 hours? Well, I think being free on Xbox for the Game Pass probably helps with that. For yeah, sure. I don't know how. I think that was Steam. I think it was a million Steam sales, but I, you you may be right. I'm not sure. Oh, this is running through. Is this a, is this an, this is an Epic Games product apparently? Well, they're running they're running no on Epic servers, which is interesting, but. Maybe. Um, interesting. I don't. I kind of. I guess I got. You should have the. I don't know. There have been like Pokemon parodies that have done like pretty well, but they're always kind of like more like tongue in cheek. Like violent Pokemon has been a meme, but never a full game. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know, and and then I, the what there was who was it? Christy Junior in the Fediverse is a Pokemon fan, but he also like hates all the modern games because apparently the newer Pokemon games are literally just slop. He, I, I saw some. Um, well, they're three D. Sometimes, they're, yeah, they're like three like, D. Well, they, like, but they literally look like N sixty four. I mean, they look terrible. I mean, literally, yeah, like N sixty four ish tier graphics. I mean, embarrassed. I would be embarrassed to pay money for that, but I guess that you know you just. Gotta catch them all, then you gotta catch them all, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I also wonder. Like, wasn't the big hook with Pokemon that you could like import your save, your Pokemon's into the next Pokemon, and uh, still something like, like that? But I guess it depends on. I think it depends. I, I, but I'm not. Yeah, sure. how much can you actually import into like the 3D slop game from the? Because they were all like, very similar, you know, with the mechanics. But I don't know. People. I don't know. It is funny how people would. I don't know if I was a little too young or old for Pokemon. I don't know, but also there was like weird divisions among the the. I guess what early Zoomers like. I was a uh, Yu Gi Oh kid, not a Pokemon kid. So that probably something to do with it. <laughs> yes, the the great like the like the Genesis versus the Super Nintendo. Yeah, um, I imagine. Yeah. That's funny. 
anyway, um, well, was there more gaming stuff? Because I, I know we thought about maybe doing some some other things, but I think that's I I, I don't have so much time and and um, yeah, yeah, we we owe people like gaming good... news update. It's been like a year since the last Gamer Core. Nothing major. And also, since, since since people have been asking, um, I have not had time to play Baldur's Gate three, uh, but it, it's definitely on the radar. And, um, and I, I won't play it. Been... Why not? Oh, because it's not it... going to be on the. I made a big deal about we're never going to be on the service. Like the Xbox, whatever. Well, yeah, well, it's not has. free. I don't know. I, yeah. I also don't have the yeah. I can't, I can't. I can't run it, but uh, I don't have the. I think it goes on Xbox. Does it? I'm whatever. pretty sure they have an Xbox. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, that is on the that is on the radar as far as things. But honestly, like, I don't know. I um, I I don't know that we necessarily need to try to keep up with the new releases and as we you know play. No, stuff no, that's never that's never a thing. Yeah, it's never a thing. So, so um, I, so we'll I, see. I will tell you to play or not play games. I will not tell you to. I will never tell you to spend sixty dollars on a game ever. Right, right, right. Unless it's um, uh, unless it's full price for the Great Rebellion by Cult Games, uh, <laughs> which is only fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollars, yes. not sixty dollars. Yes. It's fourteen dollars. Great value. Support our yeah. people. Um, hail Europa. Yes. So yeah. What's the, uh, what's the word? How think, bad could it be? Like you know, it's right. a great time. Like, you know, if you're gonna play a generic roguelike if at some point, you might as well play one that's kind of kind of you know, racist. I like bullet hell and pixel art. So I don't know. I mean we'll have to see like how good it actually is. Uh I mean, maybe we could do that for for we'll see once I think the release date is February first. Maybe we can do do an episode, continue to shill and um see how that goes. But uh and if it sucks, it just won't. We we won't talk about it. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna suck though. I, I imagine it'll be pretty good. Yeah. So um. So yeah. All right. Till till next time. Take care, everybody.